0: Call this meeting to order. We'll start with a prayer and a pledge. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together today to do the will of the community in accordance with your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of
2: America
3: and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
0: All right, roll call. Oh, by the way, uh, in case somebody out there in TV land didn't notice, our uh, secretary is out. We're going to be going a little bit slower, but thank you to Mrs. Edichigo for taking notes while I just uh, do some little detail work here. All right, roll call. Mr. Powell. Here. Mr. Bronner. Here. Mr. Bishop. Here. Mr. Boehner. Here. Mr. Tommen. Here. Ms. Mrs. Kroger. Here. Mrs. Edichigo. Here. Seven present. We have a quorum for business and a quorum for legislation. All right, I don't see any uh, communication. Hold on. Sorry, jumped a little too far ahead. Approval of minutes. Looking for a motion to approve the minutes from.
1: I move we approve the minutes from last meeting.
3: Second.
0: So we have a motion by Mr. Boehner and a second by Mr. Tommen to approve the meetings uh, minutes from January 17th. All in favor? Aye. Opposed? Carries by voice vote audience seeking participation. Anybody out there want to speak? Step right up to the microphone. State your name and address. You have five minutes. I got my timer going. You're on. Bob Ashbrock,
4: 221 Walnut <coughs> Street, it, Redding, Ohio. Guys, are you getting this? OK. I'm here to address council on several matters. Um, one is the decidedly different look that's in evidence on West Benson Street as of uh, yesterday afternoon. Um, I think that. Uh, To many of the citizens, this came somewhat as a surprise. I think that some folks only learned about it with about four days' notice through a Facebook post, um, which is kind of uh, disconcerting in as much as the issue of trees was heavily discussed um, last summer, um, basically because a ordinance was being proposed that would have prohibited street trees in their entirety um, and there was a group of citizens who got together following that and were working to uh, attempt to formulate some citizen input that would perhaps guide council in establishing regulations for the installation of street trees or public trees that was, matter was assigned to uh, Mr. Bishop's committee and I spoke with him last week, and he knew nothing about these um, trees being replaced on Benson Street, which seems like some kind of a communication breakdown of some sort. Uh, beyond that, though, uh, while I think most of the citizens would be uh, pleased with the fact that the overgrown trees are ultimately being replaced, um, the timing is a little, um, shall we say, odd, and I sh- I'll rephrase that. Anyone who has been keeping track of um, horticulture at any level in the state of Ohio has probably been aware that for the last five years there has been strong uh, consideration of enacting some type of a ban on the um, invasive species, the calorie pears, the Bradford pears that line Benson Street. And uh, almost coincidentally, the state enacted such a ban like two days before these trees were cut down. While there would be no, while it would not necessarily be uh, entirely uh, plausible that a grant would follow, it also would not be unreasonable to think that once the state um, decided that they were not suitable for use in the area. that some type of a grant program to incentivize their removal and replacement might follow. So it would seem that had there been a bit more patience on this problem that has been 12 years in the making, that perhaps there might have been an opportunity for the city to secure funding for their replacement with no additional cost to the city or out of its general fund, or however they're currently being planned to pay for. I think Mr. Ross told me that it's an expense that's gonna be funneled through the, um, through the uh, parks department. But in any event, um, it also represents, in my view, a missed opportunity for an entire review of the Benson Street Streetscape project, which as many of you know, well, probably not many of you do know because you're much younger, but uh, that project was done 40 years ago. And in the intervening 40 years, there have been fully 11 buildings that were present at the time of its initial design that have gone away (coughs) absent those. And those structures were there and influenced the placement of the original trees. So you would think that with um, 40 years passing in between, it would have been an opportunity to reassess and determine whether or not uh, a relocation of some of those trees might not have resulted in a better positive finished outcome so i'm disappointed that that didn't take place but um, going forward i would certainly hope that um, the city would communicate more effectively that these things are in the offing Um, once again i don't think it was communicated to the Zoning Planning and Environment Committee. And I know that Mrs. Edechico is um, very much involved with the Bridal Street um, operations. And I believe she also posted something on Facebook intimating that she was kind of unaware of it happening real quick too. Those are my comments and hopefully uh, some of the communication problems can be ironed out and there could be opportunity for more public involvement. Thank you. Thank,
0: you. Thank you. you. Left five seconds on the clock. it's a good one. All right. Anybody else?
5: My name is Travis Casperi. I work at 8740 Reading Road at the Reading Library. And I just wanted to take a few minutes of your time tonight to introduce myself. I'm the new manager of the library here in Reading. Um, I wanted to let the community, the council, and the mayor know that the library is here to serve. And support the community and with this new change in leadership um, I'd like you to let let me know please if there's anything more that we can do to support the community I'd be more than happy to talk to you or if you hear of anything from your constituents please bring it to me if, you can, if there's more services we could offer as you know along with our traditional services we continue to offer free faxing printing and computer use to anyone in the community whether or not they have a library card And recently we have listened to community demand and are gonna begin offering computer classes for senior citizens starting in the spring. And just again, if you can think of any ways the library can support you or your constituents, please let me know and I'd be more than happy to talk with you.
6: Thank you. (coughs) Uh, Welcome. Um, It's funny that you're here because we, the mayor and I had a meeting (laughs) this morning with uh, our We Thrive group about a grant coming out. And one of the um, target areas was, talking with our fire chief, was to increase AEDs um, in public places, especially where a lot of kids are. Do you know what an AED, it's basically, um, it's a shocker. Yeah. And one of the spots that we talked about was the library. We weren't sure if you already have one. We do not. Okay. So that answers that. We were going to, so that's going to be one of the things that we're going to look at funding through the We Thrive program is. Great to have an AED put into the library, so yeah. it's really small world that, that you were here tonight when we were just talking about it this morning, so awesome. it answers that question. Okay. So
7: Yes, and I appreciate your notice as well. I tried to call you this, mo- this morning several times. I imagine it was before library opened, but okay. again, welcome, and, and I will call you soon. All
5: right. Thank you very much.
7: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming in.
5: Thanks. Any others? I have a comment. Oh, go ahead. To, to Mr.
8: Ashbrock. Bob, correct me if I'm wrong, but did we didn't did that go through the service committee? Didn't they talk about that at the last service committee meeting?
1: The Darryl, trees? Daryl brought it up, but the service committee meeting was only to talk about infrastructure projects, and I had to shut that discussion down because that's not what the meeting was for. So I knew they were going to do something with the trees, and that was about it.
8: Okay.
0: Any other audience participation? all right moving on reading of communications I do not have any communications does anyone have any to share all right moving on guest speakers none scheduled executive session
9: I make a motion that we move into executive session to discuss the sale or disposition of unneeded property
0: all right we have a motion by mr. Powell second second by mr. Tommen to move to executive session Uh, We're gonna roll call this, Uh, Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Uh, Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edechico? Yes. Seven yes, we are moved to, or yeah, we're going to executive session at 740.
1: Make a motion. We turn from executive session.
0: Second. I have a motion from Mr. Boehner and a second by Mrs. Kroger. Editor-in. To sorry, Mrs. Edichico, you were pointing at her. Sorry. Um, to adjourn from executive session. Roll call, please. All right, I'll do the roll call. Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Boehner. Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Edichico. Yes. Seven yes. We are back in regular section at 7.56. Moving on to guest administrative official reports, Mayor Bemis.
7: Yeah, thank you, Dwight. You know, first I did want to make a, a comment on communication and, and on the trees, and I know Patrick's going to do it as well. You know, the history of those trees go back to the last time we trimmed them, and that should be well remembered by some people here. In this room. You know, when our service department trimmed them and they told me it was about eight years ago, uh, the rage was by a handful of people there then that we had butchered them and we had killed them and we had slaughtered them and we were horrible people. And what happened in response to that, there were several council meetings where people showed up and we invited an arborist and we went over those trees in detail there then. I imagine if my memory serves me correctly, half hour 45 minute discussion with this arborist that that should be remembered and at the time council considered uh, putting a limit on tree sizes in the streetscape in other words you know it was figured maybe six inches in diameter the more feasible was eight inches in diameter and down they went and to replace them was to put a vault in the ground so they couldn't do sidewalk damage as they have done so, again, it was talked about and talked about and talked about. It didn't come and go easily because, at the time, those trees didn't look real good. Well, everybody saw They grew back very, very well. Okay, so now fast forward to September. And then during a busy day, I get approached, and the service department says, hey, one of two things. We either need to trim them. You know, they're scraping buildings. They're getting too big. Okay, they're doing harm. Or it's time to replace them. Okay, and their recommendation was to replace. This was back in September. But in the eight-year period in between when we went through the trimming process, very little was said by anyone. Well, the service department asked for my blessing. And I said, well, whoa. I said, very first off, we're going to communicate this to the Chamber of Commerce and Bridal District. You know, the people most at stake. And, you know, a lot of them have families, involved people. We ran it through both. I personally did that. Um, and, again, it came to the point where the bridal district really didn't want any input. They said, they're city trees. You go and pick. Now, Patrick will tell you as well as me, you know, experience and, and successfulness of projects over the years, you know, we have incredible faith in all of our departments here, in each and every one. We don't micromanage them. You know, they, they have served us all well, very well. And, sure enough, you know, when we decided to replace You know, they were studied. They were researched. Conversations went on. Meetings went on. Okay, we communicated as best we could. You know, I don't know if we're ever going to become perfect again at communication. And my apology we will always work uh, to get better at it. We always will. There's such a diverse group of people, though. You know, some people like things in writing. Some people like phone calls. Some people like social media. Somebody told me here recently, no more than, you know, he's four or five years older than me, he got used to Facebook, his daughter told him Facebook was on the way out, now he better get to Instagram. You know, some people like it on the web page. some people like it here, we're going to get knocked no matter how we do it. And you know, to me, you know, from time to time, one of the reasons why our founding fathers decided against a democracy was that things would never get done, it would never last. You know, when you decide to get everybody involved with each and every decision, again, nothing gets done. Democracies don't last. We are a republic here. Um, you know, I've since found out, you know, some people say, well, maybe we could have gotten grants. Well, I've asked several of these, but what grants? Why, why didn't you come forward and tell us about grants? They can't name where the grants are. They can't name a specific grant. They can't name what comes with the grants and the requirements and the stipulations. In other words, there's some grants out there the, what's this total project going to cost? Is twenty thousand dollars? Next thing you know, you take a, a a government grant, and it has to go out to bid, and it has to have drawings and diagrams. And next thing you know, you know that uh, that uh, twenty thousand dollar grant they they gave you cost you forty grand instead of the twenty grand. You know these were thoroughly researched, thoroughly researched by a man who lives here in Reading, grew up here in Reading, has a business on Benson Street, and isn't going to put his name or reputation on the line to do something substandard. You know, right off the bat, there were some incredibly false things said that bothered us. We didn't look into it. It was an, all of this, a sudden decision. There was no research done on it. No communication to anyone done it. All totally false that could have been handled with a simple phone call. And you know, the people who initiate these know my, not only my phone number, where I live, where my office is, you know, simple phone calls. But no you know they got take us through the ringer as if once again we're just people here who wake up on a given morning no research no ideas no discussions no communication no study and do something and nothing could be further from the truth and you know that's led to the wonderful city we live in by the way you know we spend our money here as if it's our own there's no wasteful spending if you know of any please let me know it will end you know we're very conservative and We work very, very hard, and I'm proud of what we do. You know, I've threatened in years past to to get a convertible with a bullhorn to go around and, you know, and announce things, and maybe that might be better than anything. I'll continue to consider that. Okay, with me, you know, just some things that have happened since our last uh, televised meeting. On January 18th, I attended our monthly uh, Chamber of Commerce meeting. It's always great. To get together with our chamber and discuss how we can assist businesses and grow business here in this community they're excellent meetings also the reading bridal district and the reading and our reading community schools give reports that those are always good for me to hear and and i give city reports i believe it was at the november chamber of commerce meeting where i announced that this was an idea and i gave both the chamber of commerce and the president of the reading bridal district was there that day the opportunity for all input that they wanted, OK? I made several phone calls to the head of the Reading Bridal District, who is good friends with members of our service department, including Seth Redwine. Their businesses are like three doors apart, OK? So plenty of e- input was put there. But anyway, it was run through the chamber, run through RPD, And uh, again, I apologize. Uh, we will work daily at getting better at communicating. If anybody has any ideas, I'm all ears. Also on January 18th, I met with uh, Patrick Ross, Daryl Courtney, John Vance. We met with our city engineers with JMA up at the landslide up on Hunt Road. So this was, what, January 18th? I think that was the day after uh, our meeting. Okay, so we were right on it. Okay, and one of the guys from JMA was a project manager. The other was one of the engineers. Um, I remembered in 2008 uh, we had had an analysis done. We had paid for it. I came back here to my office. I'm a paper keeper. I found it. There had also been an analysis in 2004. It's not going to be an easy fix. There were three prices and solutions set at that time, which may be outdated, but they are going to study those. You know, the one I think was $115,000 fix, another 130 dollars another 150 dollars which just off the top of his head, our engineer said, would probably be, and Andy was really close three times that amount now, if not four, and that's if further erosion hasn't happened. It may take up to two months uh, to get those reports, so we're reviewing that. Okay, next day on January 19th, uh, Chief Public Works Courtney and I attended an OKI meeting, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana. They fun- funnel federal funds. Uh, for regional transportation projects, uh, those were discussed that day, or United States Representative Brad Wenstrup was there, you know, to again say why he voted against the transportation bill, because there's billions of dollars of wasteful spending in it. However, he was for the, the transportation part of it. If you remember, I think that was a $1.2 trillion deal where $700 billion of the dollars was, uh, uh, you know, to go to transportation and the transportation bill, which – Left a fi- another $500 billion that no one knows where it's going. And it may not be in good places, by the way. But anyway, uh, he discussed that. I sat next to an a, um, a, uh, Ohio, Ohio Department of Transportation engineer. He told me that the funding for the I-75 through the Valley project is now in place. Construction should begin in 2027. And we will keep you all posted there as best we can. Also on January 19th, I attended a meeting where Melissa Powers was elected to replace Joe Dieters as Hamilton County Prosecutor, an incredibly important position here. You know, major cities across our country suffering, you know, from having weak prosecutors who side with criminals over police officers and ordinary citizens. Melissa Powers stressed she will run a fair but very effective prosecutor's office knowing that without public safety we have no freedoms here in this country you know she talked about how businesses feel unsafe how schools feel unsafe how private citizens feel unsafe and how property owners feel unsafe and say so she will insist on law and order to keep citizens businesses schools and property safe and secure uh, the MSD project the Reading Road, uh, Road Sewer uh, project should begin about March 1st I'll let Pat expand on that. On January 22nd, six inches of snow fell quickly. We also had a water main break on East Crest at the same time. And again, I want to thank our public works department for their dedication, hard work in the very worst of conditions. So anyway, they, they come through it for us time and time and time again is to our other departments. Uh, once again, I love our employees here. I love their dedication, love their hard work. I love their teamwork, love being a part of it all. On January 31st, we met with um, my sister Bonnie Rack from VYO, Reading High School's athletic director here, was here, um, a rep from Reading Youth Soccer, to try to plan spring athletic seasons knowing that we have less playing fields than ever. You know, we lost the Roman Haas fields, we lost several fields up at the new hilltop complex. And this year, you know, MSD sewer project that went behind the homes on Bernard Avenue have several of the fields that won't have any grass. Uh, VYO will play there, but if it rains at all, it'll be a muddy mess. So we're hurting. The day after we had that meeting, I called our Reading School Superintendent, asked him if we could use the hilltop soccer fields again. They weren't used last year because construction vehicles were parked there as part of the Therm Ridge Drive project. that just couldn't be used. He agreed, um, and, and that'll help tremendously there. Also on January, January 31st, Bob Boehner had a, a service committee meeting where we discussed, again, that eroding hillside on Hunt Road. And again, plans and estimates will take a while, but it was discussed again there. Also on February 1st, I attended a uh, city schools meeting. Katie was there. We discussed the potential for the youth soccer fields at the former, former central school site. So that's up for discussion again. I believe they have a building and grounds meeting on February 1st, 15th. Uh, Susan Slavey's a part of that. You know, we'll see if we can help, uh, you know, get the school to agree to allow those for youth athletic fields. And I'll tell you why, for me, youth athletic fields are are, are so important. You know, young children being out of of shape, and your boards of health sit there and say upwards of 30 and 40% of them are going to be way out of shape here in the near future, which is going to cost this country and our city multitude of money. And anyway, so we're very interested in helping organizations keep kids in shape, doing good things, they're not getting in trouble. So we will go out of our way to help in those instances to keep these kids busy. I liked at the meeting, you know, Reading Youth Soccer, VYO, Reading schools are all willing to cooperate as best they can. and. And that was very uh, very good to hear. Today, we met with members from We Thrive. Uh, we talked about a mini-grant opportunity. Um, you know, it's a $15,000 grant opportunity. We're working with them. Um, you know, we're going to try to gear it again towards kids and towards our parks. But our fire chief was there. Our parks and recreation director was notified of that. Patrick was there. I was there. We will work hard on that. I um, also, in the last couple of weeks, have talked to Donna Wiggins about the farmers market. They're set to go again. They need more volunteers. Donna isn't going to be able to give it all the time she has, and she has done an unbelievable amount of work to get that off the ground and up and running, and, and, it, and it's neat. Need, she needs help. Also, Elise Capaccio, I hope I didn't say her last name wrong. She came here several weeks ago. We Thrive also was interested in handing out an information packet to new residents of our city. She came here not knowing what we did and was very impressed with what we do and what we hand out and the information we give. Uh, Which she volunteered to do at We Thrive Money is to make a very nice folder to put all those things into to make it very presentable and put even more information on the folder. So we look forward to that. We, we so appreciate uh, what We Thrive does in, in, in those areas. We also talked about our holiday walk. We had our first one last year city cooperated um, you know our girl scout each and every year do the tree lighting and the crib dedication the city works on that we'll, we grouped with we thrive to do a holiday walk which was well well uh, attended we want to make it better we discussed moving it to Saturday um, that's still up in the air um, you know they're gonna go back and talk to the businesses some of them didn't like uh, starting earlier on a Saturday, and maybe we can do it later into Saturday and move it, but we will keep you posted on that. But, again, I want to thank Donna Wiggins, Elise Capaccio, <laughs> and Debbie Morrissey-Peak for a very productive, positive meeting here today. And, uh, you know, they felt badly that, that some of the misinformation uh, was coming out of We Thrive, people claiming to be a part of We Thrive, that, again, was spreading false information that was harmful to the city, and... They promised to try to, to calm that down for us and work together with us. Uh, the Reading Historical Society put out a newsletter recently. It recognized law, lifelong Reading residents. Jim Bale and Ken Latar both served us uh, very well in, in the United States military. Two excellent stories. Um, our Historical Society needs members. I, I plead with people, get involved. You won't regret it. It's a great organization. They do great things for our city. and. And uh, please consider joining our historical society. And again, just just stand maybe as I started, and I'll I'll read here, as I have stated many times, I truly appreciate the dedicated efforts of our city employees. I admire the time, the effort, the research, the discussions that, that go into successful and beneficial projects that we undertake year in and year out on a limited budget with limited manpower and to get things done in a timely manner, sometimes we have to jump opportunities. So anyway, we did that. Again, um, Patrick and I aren't going to fault them one bit. We'll do our best to communicate better and better and better. Uh, I think what everybody finds out, and my dad always told me, we're not going to please everybody. And So again, my apology. We'll work to get better. Always open for better ways to uh, communicate. And also, you know, my number 513. 509 8619. Harmful fa- false information that goes out into our community could often not even have to take up massive time here at our city backtracking if people would make a simple call to Patrick and I or, or a council member. Simple calls. And uh, it, it's discouraging sometimes. So, anyway, anybody has any questions, comments, concerns about any situ- city issues? 513. 513- I don't always answer, my phone's always on vibrate, if I don't recognize the number, you know, a lot of times I don't answer because I get tons of bogus calls that take a lot of my time, so please leave a message, and if I don't get back to you very, very soon, please call me again. That's it for me.
0: Thank you. Any questions for the mayor? Moving on, safety service director.
6: Thank you. Um, there's an ordinance on the floor tonight regarding electric irrigation. Um, I I think I explained it in the email to hopefully everybody um, council that I didn't get any questions back. So, but um, for people watching, there's an ordinance tonight to authorize um, us to su- enter agreement with a supplier at an amount not to exceed 7.5 cents per kilowatt hour for tw- for the next for the next 24 months starting in May. Um, What that means for you, if you're with Duke, you'll automatically be switched over. This is our aggregation that was passed many, many years ago. We are currently in no aggregation program. You're with Duke right right now for your electric pricing. Um, our, Our broker, Energy Alliances, Rich, has been working very hard on working with different suppliers to get the best pricing and looking at the markets and future markets uh, we think seven and a half cents as a as a max will be very very competitive to what Duke is going to be over the next 24 months, especially in the um, hot summer months. They're projecting Duke to be at about nine and a half cents starting with your June bill. So if we're at sev- say we're at seven and a half cents and they're at nine and a half cents, in, in the summer, probably average usage for most single family homes. With electricity is probably a thousand kilowatt hour. That's probably low, um, you know, because a lot of people that have high bills will contact me, and I'll look at them, and they're they're usually fourteen, sixteen hundred in the peak of the summer when your your air conditioning is running a lot. And I've even seen some at thirty four hundred, but at a thousand kilowatt usage, that would be a difference of twenty dollars per month. So now, while I say that, we got to remember where we were but the whole market has shifted we were at 5.29 cents per kilowatt hour um just this past year so um this is you know no fault of the city or or energy alliances this is just where the market has gone and and frankly you know i think you know if our country got more energy independent you know it'll help drive the overall market down but um this is what we're looking at as a best case scenario for the you know next 24 months electricity wise For aggregation so I hope we can get that passed Um, so if if council passes tonight we're looking at probably executing early early March and then that way the opt-out letters would go out and in May you're with your next you know it depends on your reading but at some point in May you would be switched over to um, the supplier and and we haven't fully um, ironed out what supplier that's gonna be yet but like I said the terms Per the ordinance would be no higher than seven and a half cents per kilowatt hour and for, for 24 months and that would be a fixed rate a lot of i've already had phone calls and actually i had something in the mail today from a uh, another supplier and, and it's interesting when you look at these suppliers you know it does not even give a, a rate you know i had a thing today and it's like oh get a hundred dollar gift card if you switch today and i'm just looking on it you know, it says a fixed rate. And I'm like, well, what's the fixed rate for six months? And then doesn't say that, but does say after that it'll be variable. I just want to caution everybody to be careful because you could lose out on real money. Um, not, I'm not saying with our pairing but you go to some of these companies that switch you, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm getting Reddings is 7.5. Oh, they're offering 6.5. I'm going to do that. But that might be for three months, and then you'll go to a variable rate, and they'll have you at over $0.10 cents a kilowatt hour. So, I just caution people to be careful Um, we do not get anything from the aggregation as a city we do this as a way to to hopefully just save you guys a little bit of money um, over the long term Um, the mayor mentioned uh, hunt road one thing we are definitely looking into is applying for emergency or or normal funding through ohio public works um, through our engineers so that you know, we're gonna be having some boring samples done um, probably here very uh, very soon, but we definitely will be looking for outside funding to help pay for whatever fix that will be. I've begun work on the permanent appropriations for 2023. I, I um, shared this with uh, the finance chair and I, I think he's gonna be scheduling a meeting. So I'll have a draft of that ready for, the, for your committee meeting. Um, our payroll finance software conversion, uh, through software solutions um, that we've mentioned several times is getting very close to the completion we're at the stage now where staff members are starting to get trained on the new software so we're we're getting closer and closer I know Sabrina <laughs> will um, will be as happy as I am to get this project over because she and I have had a lot of zoom calls with software solutions going over account numbers numbering unused i mean you name it we've had um, countless meetings on this but it's going to be it'll be a lot better um for all everybody when we're done but um and that was once again that was funded through part of the COVID dollars so and that was uh, very expensive but um it did include uh support for a couple years um i know uh there's a presentation Mr. Orman and I followed up a meeting last week about garbage and recycling cans kind of getting those ironed out Um, so I'm looking forward we should be getting roughly 34 sets um, between um, uh, through one through the company that's going to make them and one through the county so um, those will be good to get new and frankly when you look at some of the ones in the parks you know getting rid of some of those blue barrels that are kind of unsightly um so it'll will be a lot nicer and sets of garbage and recycling right next to each other so that'll be good um a lot's been said about trees i just wanted to give a kind of a brief synopsis and um you know r- roughly september as the mayor mentioned public works came um you know at, looked into those um, Bradford Pairs, as everybody knows, they're overgrown. They're hard to maintain. Um, instead of pruning them, they asked if they could look into cutting down and replacing. So as the mayor mentioned, once they did that, instead of just going ahead, we, we wanted to give the bridal district and the chamber a chance to participate. Um, they said they're city trees and basically we'll be happy with whatever choice you guys go with. At that point, Seth Redwine, from our parks and recreation department and public works department he began months researching trees he spoke with several arborists um, walked the entire length of benson street with an arborist looking at every location every exact location of where the trees are um, spoke to them about what the proper types and looking at the wires how close the buildings were he also then um, when he of narrowed down the kind of trees he began speaking with several different nurseries on pricing spoke to them again about the kinds of trees um, before he honed in on four, four different types of trees that were strategically going to be placed as determined by overhead wires as well as building proximity those four trees for anyone interested ivory silk lilac which has a height of max height of 20 and a spread of 15 feet A winter king hawthorn, height of 20, spread of 25 feet. Lacebark elm, height of 40, and a spread of 35. And a fire starter black gum, height of 35 feet, a spread of 18. Timing of this was well thought out by Seth, um, including when to tear down and replace. You know, there's been thought, Someone I saw a comment, this is the wrong time. Well, according to the arborist that Seth met with, end of winter is is the perfect time to plan. So that's why they're, tearing them down now so then when they're done tearing them down, you know, very shortly after they'll be replaced um, I have a lot of trust I've been here over 13 years in our public works guys um, there's not one project that they undertake that I've been upset with, you know from restrooms to, to as big as building their own restrooms to this, I, I don't micromanage uh, my staff you know, I told Seth go ahead and I had full faith in them you know so seth was researching this i wasn't asking him hey seth where's this going what are you doing because i had faith that seth was going to you know pick out the right type of trees that are going to work well in the district on top of that the the cost the total cost um for this purchasing the trees and the stump grinding is is roughly only twenty thousand. so when you look at the whole grand of of a project like this to get it done for twenty thousand dollars is a big win um so that's all i got to say about that i just wanted to clarify that because there's a lot of things that have been said so um i'm very proud of our public works guys seth is seth's like hey anybody has any questions they can come contact me directly you know because he's looked into it i kind of find it um a little offensive like the thought that like hey we're just going to go to a book and you know hey this is what we're going to do and it's you know, I'm offended on his behalf not my behalf on his behalf that you know They think that that's what he would just do. Just we're not gonna think about these things. So Anyway, that's it as far as trees uh, The mayor did mention MSD. This is the second phase of their project installing the storm sewer. He mentioned um, Beginning of March right now. They're finishing up on a private property next to the stadium and uh, they went really quickly until they got to that point, but they have to work nights only because that company operates during the day. So they're finishing up still next to uh, the stadium, and then they'll move over to Reading Road. Um, they are going to start the north end. They're going to start at the bridge, heading towards Gall Terrace. So the entire section is not going to be two lanes. The, the work zone will be will be two lanes though. So beginning around March. You know, this is gonna probably go into the fall, well into the fall. Um, there's gonna be construction in that some part of that section from the bridge at the northbound section of Reading Road through Gaul. So, um, once again, we ask for patience. Um, we are, they will be repaving, you know, curb to curb when they're done. And we are also gonna look at um, working with the contractor just because they're gonna be there repaving. You know, we need to repave. Um, incinerator Lane which takes us back to our public work garage. So um, There's there's timing because the paving for this project is going to be later on but um, we're going to work with them and their contractor and see if Get getting pricing from them because while they're out there um, It would make sense to maybe use the same contractor to mill and overlay uh, back to the public works garage uh, I Completed a, every year a workers comp we have our premium, but then in, by by the middle of February, you have to do a true up, which is basically they estimate what your uh, premiums are going to be based on estimated payrolls, and then we have to give them our actual payrolls for the prior year. So our, our true up was only ten thousand, and um, our premiums have gone significantly down over the last couple years. Um, we're in a couple different programs: um, Group Retro, which gives us about a seventeen thousand dollar discount. We always pay ahead Sabrina's good at paying that you know right away so we pay early we get a couple thousand off that we're in a safety program where either myself Diane Brown or someone from Public Works takes part in a monthly meeting on a different topic every month being a part of that gives us a percentage discount so um, those expenses when I first started we were paying Nearly two hundred thousand dollars a year in workers' comp premiums. Now our premiums are, are down in the in the eighty to ninety thousand dollar range. Um, part of that also is um, we have had less injuries, but the rates have also gone down. But we have having less injuries is is a major part. And um, when you you look at our our claims, they're, they're way down. Which, so I I credit all of our departments because, you know not only are they efficient and do a good job but they're also doing in a safe manner to to not hurt themselves so um uh, one last thing for my report um is um third street i know people live on there once once the weather warms up and the the plants open up for asphalt that will be completed at that time Um, they're done with everything else in that project so once the weather gets warmer um that I know the residents. I mean, they've had construction since. When did the pipeline start? Was that 2020? I, so. I mean, it's been it's been yeah, two three years of of not just little work too, <laughs> major work on that street. So um, I'll be happy for those residents. And that's all I have for my report. I also do have um, the treasurer's report. If uh, we'll do that uh, right after the law director.
10: I don't have a report, so you can go ahead. All right, go ahead
6: um two two things one I'll just give you um, January's um income tax receipt summary for January uh 2023 uh, overall we are up three-tenths of a percent um, for business profits we're down from January to January 56.4 percent which is that's our smallest portion of what we collect in, um Income tax for individual residents. We're up 24% and for payroll withholding, which is our biggest um, line item for income taxes. That's all the businesses that do work in, in town. That one is up um, 1.6% for January. Um, so Brenda wanted me to report that, but also I told her, um, and I told the um, deputy treasurer's that I wanted to remind everybody that um, I think as of last year was the first year, but you can electronically file your, your local taxes now, so you do not have to come in here. Um, there's a link on our website. You can go to filing, and it brings you right to their, their MITS program, and it's pretty easy to file, and it makes their job a lot easier, to not having to have a line full of people. But if some people like to come in in person, they, you can come in right now. You don't have to wait until April to do that, so... If you have your W-2s and are ready to file your local taxes, you can go online or you can come in here, get it taken care of right away. They will, free of charge, um, calculate your local return. And um, and that is, I think, all I have for tonight. Very good. Any question on either Go
0: hey. ahead, Mr. Bishop. Yeah,
2: Patrick, the, um, um, uh, on, the, on the tree issue, that's why the first – as soon as I heard about it, first thing I did was email you and say yep. – What's, what's what's going on with this, you know? Yeah. I assume the city crews know what they're doing. Um, so, um, but I think uh, since we had talked about trees on council before, yeah, a heads up would have been nice to, to be able to announce it and say something's going on.
6: Yeah, it was when they brought it up in the fall, yeah. that, that's when I should have mentioned it. And up to that point, it really wasn't in, on the forefront of of my thinking throughout the rest of fall and winter because Seth was handling that behind the scenes. And then – when the Facebook post was when they were like, "Hey, we're ready to move forward," so and it, it was more. The Facebook post was was honestly more for uh, traffic-wise. You know, to let people know, "Hey, the, the road's going to be closed because these guys are, and this is what they're doing." So, anything else?
11: Um, I noticed that the financial report that Brendan sent out looks like it was from 2022. Just to let her know to send Carla. Over. Uh,
6: yeah, I saw it on Scott's, but. Maybe the one she's, So the one she sent was incorrect. I, I have the 2023 yeah. one that she had sent me the night before or last night. So um, I can uh, – I'll, I'll either scan it in – like I'm, I, I would have made everybody a copy if I knew. I thought, I thought Scott just printed out the wrong one himself. <laughs> uh, I saw 2022 on his, and I was like, what do you have – then I had to look at mine. I was like, no, I, okay. So I, I'll, I'll send you out the, the 2023 one. Thank you. Any other questions for Mr. Ross?
0: All right, I have a couple. Um, do we need a spending ordinance for trees if we're spending $20,000
6: on trees? No, sir. Okay, and reason? It's under the threshold.
10: Threshold's
6: $50,000. Okay. Uh, and is
0: there an electronic form for those who don't want to e-file but still like to do
6: things on the computer for legibility's sake?
10: Do they have a fillable PDF?
6: I believe, I believe the form on there is fillable. Um, you're talking about the form that you've fill out yourself. Right. I believe that. I know there is a PDF, uh, but, and I believe it is also fillable. I've never, I've never actually ha- had to fill it out because I just bring a hand in my W-2. Patrick,
10: <laughs> I know it was fillable until a couple of years ago, and then it, it, they couldn't update it, so you might want to check with them on that. Yeah, but I,
6: there is a form on there. I just don't know if it's fillable. Okay. All righty. Thank you. The auditor is not
0: present I saw her two reports that she sent me Uh, they were way too long for me to print out or read off does anybody have any questions regarding those reports that they want to forward okay because that was like 14 pages on my printer I said "Nah, that's enough okie-dokie moving on to council a committee of council reports we'll start with Finance, Mr. Bronner.
3: Thank you, Mr. President. Under Finance, I'd like to announce we are having a committee meeting on February 21st at 6:30 in the Caucus Room. That is before our regularly scheduled legislative session, and uh, as Patrick said, we will be discussing the appropriations for next year.
0: 2024 appropriations?
3: Yes. No. Tw- three. 20, 2023 which one 2023
6: 2023
3: if that's a council meeting night yes Won't our tv crew be set up in the caucus room i don't know yeah they will, will they it will be, be, there? There. <laughs> be there. okay we'll just we'll move it to the uh council chambers then yeah thanks scott
0: anything else that's it okay any questions any other questions for mr Brunner? nope moving on utilities lands and buildings mr bishop
2: Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I just want to report that, that the last meeting we had, a um, um, for viewership, we had 128 live unique viewers. Uh, this, the next, the last meeting, we had 69. Uh, the meeting before we had 278 uh, impressions of the live broadcast, we had 147 this time, past time. Uh, we went from 61 views on YouTube to 44, and we went from 122 uh, listeners on 16 audio podcast platforms to 156. So more people are picking it up on podcasts than than they were. Seems to be a, a good time to listen when they're jogging or in the car.
0: Did you send that as a body of an email, or is that a uh, I'll send attached in. report? I'll send okay. it in. That'd be good. Thank you. Any other questions for Mr. Bishop? All right, moving on. Uh, zoning, planning, and environment. Mr. Powell.
9: Just a brief report. i uh, been looking into uh zoning the zoning issues that we brought up at the last committee meeting uh still gathering information on it uh hope at the next meeting to schedule another committee meeting on the matter so
0: any questions for, for Mr. Powell nope moving on laws and contracts Mrs. Adechiko
11: thank you Mr. President um I met with patrick ross on january 23rd to discuss some questions my committee had about the updated property maintenance codes and we had a good discussion um, i am scheduling a committee meeting on monday february 13th at 6:30 p.m here in council chambers i would like to discuss moving forward with finalizing the property maintenance codes and updates and bringing it to a vote the Dora committee is nearing completion and getting the application ready to be presented to council Quick reminder, once the application is presented, then it will be available for public review and input for no less than 40 days and no more than 60 days per the Ohio law. After that, my committee will bring the legislation to council for a vote. One note about a comment that was made about the DORA and the Second Amendment. Um, I have looked into this and I've spoke with our police chief and the, um, the RBD president and committee members There are no laws or rules in a DORA specific to this. It should also be noted that state laws will supersede DORA laws. Currently, the state says that firearms are prohibited to be carried in a court, or yes, prohibited to be carried in a courthouse or police station, but are permitted in a restaurant and bar, but are prohibited while consuming alcohol. These laws are already in place and those who have permits should be aware. And that is all I have for tonight.
0: Any questions for Mrs. Echica? I got one. What is the process for comment on the DORA?
11: Um, It will be posted, I believe, publicly publicly on the city's website and available here. Um, They can contact myself, um, well, pretty much any of us, um, by email, um, if they have our phone numbers or through Facebook. I mean... Any way they want to contact us. Like, okay, yeah. how
0: are how are those compiled?
11: Um, through my committee, I would imagine.
10: Any input or they that? can also send yeah. them directly to the clerk of council.
0: Okay, so those of you who are on uh, watching online or later to so get all of your comments, assuming this goes through. Mm-hmm. Okay, you. We have between 40 and 60 days to get comments in and compiled. So I say say flood Mrs. Edichico's inbox. (laughs) That's k-adichico at uh, ReadingOhio.org, or uh, anybody who is on the Laws and Contracts Committee, which are also Mr. Powell, Mr. Boehner, or your own uh, ward representative or any of the at-large representatives here. Also... We should have something in the office here.
11: Yes, it'll be available.
0: And if you do it through Facebook, uh, just remind uh, remind yeah. Mrs. Etichica to compile that with with that now, or we get a report on the compi- uh, all of the comments. Yes, compilations. Okay, For very sure. good. Yes, it, go ahead,
2: Kitty. Do they still require uh, um, it published in a print publication as well?
11: I believe so. Um, I know the dora committee had some questions on that and circulation and timing but i think they are going to move ahead and it'll be in like a um like the cincinnati inquirer
0: okay anything else from mrs edgico all right moving on public health and safety mrs kroger
8: thank you for the month of january the police department had 923 calls for service, 29 auto accidents, 106 booking of original charges, and total criminal charges of 146. And total citations issued were 80. Just kidding. Total citations issued were 98. 82 were to Mer- Redding's Maricord. Uh, for the fire department, the EMS responses was 178 and fire responses. Were 77 for a total of 255. The Public Health and Safety Committee met on January 23rd. Those in attendance were Chief Edens, Chief Owens, Mrs. El Mr. Tommen, myself, and Ben Kroger. We discussed the purchasing of two new police cruisers, which there's an ordinance tonight. Um, we're hoping to find some leftover 2023 models, as they would be about $6,000 cheaper than the 2024 models, which would be the reason emergency. Uh, We also talked about expanding the the police residency area from the budding counties to also include Southwest Indiana and Northern Kentucky. We feel this will give us a bigger pool in order to find new officers. We also talked about the body-worn cameras and dash cams and how they're working out. So far so good but with like with anything new there are some glitches that need to be worked out. We also talked about purchasing fire hydrant adapters to make it easier for mutual aid companies coming into Reading to connect to our hydrants. Chief Owens informed us that there was a new quote, which is only good for 30 days, which will be the reason for the emergency on the ordinance tonight. And there was a mistake by the company on the quote, but they are going to honor their quote. And that makes the adapters about $60 cheaper each. And we also discussed the pay increase for our part-time firefighter EMTs, and this will make us more comparable to other departments. We also talked about Burkhart and the amount of traffic that uses it as a cut-through. The speed signs were in place down there for approximately three weeks. What was found there wasn't as much speeding as originally thought. However, the the number of cars is the issue. Over the course of the three weeks, there were about 4,500 cars that went up and down Burkhart. We discussed as a, as a possibility, as a, a solution um, to making Burkhart a dead end on the south end, the Galworth Road end. Um, but of course, we would speak to residents and get input before any decision is made. It was just a suggestion. That's all I got.
0: Any questions for Mrs. Kroger? Yes, go ahead,
9: just uh, some comments on the stores' hydrant adapters. Mm-hmm. I was you know a little curious because we had done recently two pretty big water water main projects and so I went and drove up uh, down Thurn Ridge to look at the hydrants that were placed there. Uh, they did not include the adapters. When I drove down uh, Third Street, those hydrants did include the adapters. So what I, I guess what my point is, is i want to make sure that any future water uh water projects water main projects where we're going to replace fire hydrants that we need to spec those out to make sure we're including the adapters
8: i have to ask chief owens again but i want to say and i don't i don't know if we talked about it or not but i think as newer hydrants come in they're coming with them yeah they're because okay. the third street ones came with them
9: right I, I I would assume it's probably the specs of the drawings, mm-hmm. and I just want to make sure that we're always – we're specking the right fire hydrants in the future. So that's that's all I wanted to bring up. So
11: I believe that's the new standard, standard. design of a fire I just wish
9: we had done it on Thurnridge because there's a lot of fire hydrants on Thurnridge.
8: Yeah. So, so. the adapter – so basically what it does, if you're interested, it um, – instead of having to – get a wrench out and, and turn the front of it and hook your hose, you're literally sticking the hose in and you're, you're snapping clamps and you're hooked. Right. So it makes it makes your water response time a lot quicker. It makes your, you know. And
3: which, did Chief Owen say that many of our neighboring communities that help out don't have the wrench, so they might be on site, but unable to access water mm-hmm. yes, uh, a, without the adapters?
8: Yes, because a lot of the communities are going to these.
3: Because years ago, I, I
9: work in Milford and all the Milford fire hydrants got them. And I was—I just, out of curiosity, I looked up what they were and then have been noticing seeing more and more of them. So I guess it's became the industry strand, standard then?
8: Mm-hmm. Okay. So right now, like if they go into Blue Ash or Evendale as mutual aid, they have them. They had to fabricate a adapter to fit those instead of just being able to hook up because or there was an adapter for other hoses to hook into ours. So this will just make the process that much simpler and quicker.
9: So as we replace hoses, then we're going to go with the new style then? Yes. Okay.
0: Any further discussion on this? Okay. Moving on. Service. Mr. Boehner.
1: Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, We had a meeting, service committee meeting on January 31st. Uh, committee members, Andy Brunner and Shelly Kroger were there. Uh, Mayor Bemis was there. Um, Chief of Public Works, Darrell Courtney, along with uh, service com- Service uh, department members, Matt Morgan, John Vance, and the, electric- uh, the um, mechanic, Mark Elrod. Um, we had three items to talk about. Obviously, the sunken sidewalk on Hunt Road. Um, it's getting... Um, longer by the month uh, and there's now another gas main uh, up there they had moved one about eight years ago to get away from it but there's another one there that's uh, on the high pressure side and it could affect that so we're we're going to be looking at uh, possibly uh, Duke throwing some money in to help us get this grant uh, because it's gonna be expensive uh, you're talking, you know, probably a wall that's going to be 60 to 70 feet tall and probably, I would guess, 90 to 100 feet in length. Um, the sheer magnitude of getting that much concrete down there uh, is going to be uh, really tough, not to mention the fact you have to close half the street. Um, so that's why they've got JMA looking at it. Uh, the, the, As Bo mentioned, the, uh, the company looked at it back in 2008. Uh, that's really not even uh, close to being uh, priced correctly. And there's new technology that might work a lot better than what they had. But uh, we also talked about uh, the service department driveway. And as Bo mentioned uh, tonight, uh, the MSD project uh, contractor will probably assist in that project uh we would use covid funds to to match any grant we might get or any anything we have to pay would come out of covid money uh repaving observatory in bunny court um i didn't know this but bunny court's actually private drive and the people that own that street will probably have to not probably they will have to pay to fix that street Uh, observatory we're looking to do covid money because it's a very small street. We're never going to grant for it, and it needs work. It's needed work for a long time. Um, the service department report for tonight. Uh, city crews out patching puddles in the streets. Uh, they do put coal patch down. It's not permanent. It's going to fall out. But they're doing the best they can because you, you know, you're not going to be able to buy a blacktop for a decent price to put it down. The uh, mulcher has been out collecting branches. City street sweepers has been out. City crews have been doing water shutoffs, and sc- city crews also have been replacing street signs. Throughout the city, that has been damaged. I don't know what's happened to all the signs all of a sudden. City re- crew replaced the bricks on sidewalk at Reading Road East Benson. Uh, they repaired the roof at Observatory Park from vandalism. Uh, city crews assembled 35 new picnic tables. Uh, City crews are mapping lead water lines throughout the city with the piece of equipment we just bought. Uh, mechanics repaired the engine on the backhaul as some of the teeth were broken on the second motor and would not allow it to start. A city mechanic repaired a hydraulic line on a 10 ton salt truck that broke during the last snowstorm. Uh, city crew repaired a water main break at uh, 205 East Crest Drive. And city crews, we trimmed all the doors here at City Hall through the new flooring that's being installed. A training meeting was held for all personnel on the valve turner we just received. Uh, city crew repaired a guard rail in East Columbia near the school. Uh, on the valve turner equipment, uh, they will have a program uh, probably within three years, uh, maybe two and a half, well, they'll, they'll every two and a half to three years, three and a half years, they'll be exercising all the valves that turn the water off to the fire hydrants. So we don't have any more problems with uh, water hydrants and or uh, water main breaks. We got to shut the whole neighborhood off just for one water main break. Uh, But that piece of equipment also is being used to uh, identify lead water lines. That's a, a state mandate, a federal mandate, I should say, that starts next year, and they're trying to get out ahead of that a little bit. Uh, We don't have many in the city. Unfortunately, most of them are here in the valley, uh, and those are being replaced right now. I think most of them are being replaced on 3rd Street, uh, but they were amazed at how many of these people are replaced on 3rd Street. There wasn't as many as they thought. Um, That's all I have at this point. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. President. I will not be here the two March meetings. My surgery is... uh, February 27th so I'll probably the first month won't be able to get up and move around much so I will not be there. I'll let Carla know that as well.
0: Okay. Thank you. Mr. Powell.
9: Has any thought been given to closing uh, off that section of sidewalk? When I uh, drove by and, and looked at it, it looks like the sidewalk is pitching pretty substantially towards the drop off.
1: Well it's about as far as it can pitch because the when they, they patched it, the city employees did uh, 15 years ago, there's uh, treated wood under the sidewalk that's pulled up, that's about as far down as it's gonna go. Um, my fear is not so much the sidewalk as the curb, because we've been told, I know I was told in 2008 or nine that the, the streets on bedrock, the streets never go anywhere. And I asked a question at that meeting, well, what happens if that curb starts to slide? Because a curb, there's not much room in a right-of-way anyway. You got less than a foot between the sidewalk and a curb. If that curb starts to go, the street's going to go right with it, and then you got a real problem. Um, a lot of people walk that area. Um, the fear is, if you close the sidewalk, you got people walking there. And as I noticed, Mr. Orman, Sunday morning, uh, out picking up debris he's on the other side of hunt road and he's walking right in the bend i stopped because obviously there's a car coming the other way and they fly around that bend and he's walking in the curb and that guy could easily take him out um so if you get people walking in the curb instead of on the sidewalk it's gonna it's a real dicey situation in that area it's just a bad spot to begin with um so if you're driving on hunt road east of Furman around the first two bends just be very careful people are walking out in the curb Um you know, for a lot of people that's that's the only way that you know they get their exercise by walking that's that section there uh, up to Siementhaler and back around and back to cherryfield or Maplewood either one um,
9: yeah I just I just had concerns with the you know, I understand the concerns with traffic but Also, the sidewalk pitching that way and, you know, somebody lose their balance and wind up in the abyss, it wouldn't be a good outcome Well, that's
1: also why they have the fence there. So no matter what happens now, if somebody does slip, the fence is going to keep them from going down in there. Um, You know, as the mayor said tonight, he said at the meeting with JMA that it's going to take two months before they get a final report. It's not the best weather in the world to get down there I know a lot of the service guys are climbing that wall climbing the creek bed trying to look at the the underside of that creek bed to see how big a wall they're going to need and it's 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 uh, it's mammoth it's going to be a huge wall but you have to have a really solid base you can't just throw concrete up there and hope that stops it uh, that's why the engineers have got to be involved in it but again, COVID money would be used for that because, as well, as my understanding from Sabrina, COVID money can only be used for infrastructure. Do we know when that project will be slated for? No, not until we get something from the engineers.
2: Likely this year or? This year, yeah. This
1: year, okay. I would hope that uh, we have something uh, before this body before the end of May. That's my hope. But, you
2: know. I didn't know if a temporary a uh, temporary um, walkway would be appropriate or not. If it's going to be that soon, it wouldn't.
1: I, I, I think a temporary walkway would just make it worse at this point. There's no way to stop it from going down. Anything else? Go ahead.
11: Just real quick since I'm taking notes. Did you send that to Carla?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scan. I told Dwight that I'm going to scan okay. it tomorrow and send them both my reports to her.
0: Anything further for Mr. Boehner? All right, moving on to other business.
8: Nope, rec.
0: Oh, (laughs) sorry. Backing up. Recreation, Mr. Thomas, sorry.
3: All right, thank you, Mr. President and Ms. Kroger. Uh, First of all, I'd like to talk about the pool. Uh, All the positions for the pool this summer uh, have been filled. Those who have been hired have been contacted. However, we're still taking applications for part-time parks employees. Uh, applicants must be 16 years or older and have their driver's license to work in the parks department. Uh, back to the pool, we'll have uh, sign-ups for season passes beginning uh, May 6th. We'll go three weeks: the 6th, the 13th, and the 20th, from 10 to noon at the Field House. Um, we will be hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th at the Field House at 11 a.m. and Cleanup Reading Day will be April 22nd, uh, with more details to follow as we get closer to that. Um, lastly, uh, our next meeting, I hope to have an ordinance uh, to replace four water fountains at three of our parks. And just keeping running total, that means uh, for Kennig Park in the last year, we'll have replaced all of our picnic tables, our bleaches, bleachers, our fountains, and our grills, and have renovated. The restrooms uh, so we're happy with the progress we're making there we just ask that everyone help us keep it up and keep it enjoyable for families and kids all year long that's all thanks can you send I, I got the short version can you send the long version yeah I got additional details once I sat down all right cool <laughs> thank you
0: mm-hmm. all right sorry about that all right move, now moving on to other businesses is there any other business before we get to legislation okay one thing, and I know, Shelley, you did a good job talking about why the emergencies. As we read these, I would, whoever brought the bill or the ordinance to the floor, uh, I would like you to just to cover why there's an emergency on that and whether it's really needed uh, to be passed immediately or if it can wait for an additional reading or two. Depends on the bill. Some of them I think probably need to be done right away. One or two of them probably could hold a little bit, my opinion. But moving on, uh, reading of resolutions, there are none. Ordinances. So I'll read this first one. An ordinance identifying the requirements, limitations, provisions, and compensation for part-time firefighter slash EMT employees of the fire department. This ordinance supersedes and replaces ordinance 2017-02 and declaring an emergency. So is that one of yours?
8: It is. Um, so the emergency would be, I guess, just to get the new rates into place as soon as we can so the new hirees are getting that rate instead of having to give them a $3 raise when if it, when it passes.
9: And for f- further clarification on the emergency clause, I believe what it actually does is it allows – the law to go into effect immediately after it is passed as opposed to waiting 30 days
0: so then the question is does it need to go into effect right now or i believe so
11: so. i I would think it'd
1: make it easier to advertise the uh, rate of pay
8: right yes
3: Less we risk the run the risk of applicants going elsewhere right
0: okay so Now we're at, if someone wishes to suspend the rules requiring the second and third reading, then I'll entertain that motion.
11: I'll make the motion to suspend the second and third reading.
0: Second. So you have a motion by Mrs. Edichico and a second by uh, Mr. Bishop to suspend the rules requiring the second and third reading. So Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tallman? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edechico? Yes. Seven yes.
1: Move to adopt. Second.
0: We have a motion to adopt by Mr. Boehner, second by Mrs. Kroger. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edechico? Yes. Seven yes. The ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number is 2023 08. All right, so the next one an ordinance authorizing the safety service director to enter into an agreement for the purchase of stores, hydrant adapters, and for retrofitting existing fire hydrants.
9: Was that one intended to be an emergency as well?
0: I believe it's in section three yeah. yeah I thought it, it
8: stated on the ordinance. yes it's in section three actually yes this one has to be because an of, emergency the, price. Because of the, the price
9: should it be do we have to include that in the title
8: probably we,
0: we yes so should
8: be.
9: I make a motion that we amend the title of the ordinance to include and declaring an emergency to the end of it
1: second
0: so we have a motion by mr. Powell and a second by mr. Uh, Boehner to amend the title to include the requirement for an emergency. Uh, Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen. Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edechico? Yes. 7 yes. So the we're going to add to the title and declaring an emergency.
9: I make a motion that we uh, suspend the rule requiring a second and third reading.
8: Second.
0: We have a motion by Mr. Powell and a second by Mrs. Kroger to suspend the rules requiring the second and third reading. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Banner? Yes. Mr. Tomman? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. 7 yes.
1: Move to adopt. Second.
0: We have a motion to adopt by Mr. Boehner and a second by Mr. Powell. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edechico? Yes. 7 yes. The ordinance uh, carries. Ordinance number 2023-09. Next one, an ordinance authorizing the Safety Service Director to purchase two police vehicles through the State Cooperative Purchasing Program and declaring an emergency. So, Mrs. Kroger, again.
8: This would be to, in hopes that we can get the, the 2023 models, um, just so that they have those funds available right now in order to, to get those. And at that price. And, yes.
1: I'll make a motion. We suspend the rules. Quite a second there, Rudy. Second.
0: So you have a motion by Mr. Boehner, a second by Mr. Bishop to re- suspend the rules requiring the second and third reading. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edechico? Yes. The rules are suspended.
9: Motion to adopt. Second.
0: So you have a motion to adopt by Mr. Powell and a second by Mr. Bronner. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edico? Yes. Seven, yes. Ordinance carries. Ordinance number is twenty twenty-three dash ten. Fourth one, an ordinance establishing residency requirements for persons employed as peace officers in the Reading Police Department and declaring an emergency.
8: I would believe the emergency for this would be that um, there's either an upcoming civil service test or they just want this on the book so that they can start advertising that we have expanded our area.
9: Discussion. Discussion. It kind of seems like I know some of the other bigger cities around here such as city of cincinnati used to have a requirement that you were a hamilton county resident and i believe that they have accepted uh, the surrounding counties as well just to open up the number of potential recruits that they could get so it makes sense to me
0: where are we currently
10: uh, currently the uh rule in reading is is that uh, you can live in hamilton county or any of the three adjacent ohio counties which is butler warren and claremont Um, The uh, Ohio law specifically prohibits us from restricting uh, uh, employees from living in any particular geographic area except that we're permitted to designate adjacent counties uh, in Ohio uh, if there's a reason for doing that. Uh, When this law was originally, uh, when our ordinance uh, governing that was originally passed, uh, we weren't having problems getting recruits in any of the departments from Hamilton County and the three outlying counties. Uh, we are having issues getting uh, uh, recruits for the police department at this point, point. and uh, we know that there's a fair amount of certified Ohio police officers who live in the three counties in northern Kentucky and also in Dearborn County, Indiana.
0: So you're saying they're O-P-O-T-E?
1: Yes, certified. they're certified. Okay. I'll make a motion to suspend the rule, requiring second
0: and third reading. Second. Who did this? Oh, it was Mr. Bishop. So we have a motion to suspend the rules uh, requiring a second and third reading by Mr. Boehner. Was it? Wait. Yep. Mr. Boehner. And a second by Mr. Bishop. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico. Yes. 7 yes.
11: Motion to adopt.
8: Second.
0: We have a motion by Mrs. Edichico to adopt, second by Mrs. Kroger. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. 7 yes. Ordinance number is 2023 11. Number five, an ordinance authorizing the mayor or safety service director to enter into an electric aggregation agreement with an electric supplier recommended by the city's aggregation consultant, Energy Alliances, and declaring an emergency. So, again, the reason for the emergency is, uh, just to remind everybody in TV land.
1: Well, I think according to Patrick's uh, report, the reason emergency is to get try to get in on this as soon as possible because we'll save at least two cents per cubic foot. Yes, and oh, that wow. I'll go cool.
3: into If we wait that. much longer. It's to guarantee the pricing. Guarantee yeah. the pricing and lower. Yeah. Okay. And to get I'll it locked it. up by May because June is the anticipated highest month so we need to have those savings beforehand.
1: I'll make a motion we suspend the rules requiring a second and third reading. Second.
0: The motion to suspend the rules requiring the second and third reading by Mr. Uh, Boehner and a second by Mr. Bronner. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop?
2: I recuse myself. Uh,
0: Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Uh, Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico?
11: Yes.
9: Motion to adopt? Second.
0: So is that Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Okay. So we have a motion to adopt by Mrs. Kroger, second by Mr. Powell. Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop.
2: Can I recuse myself.
0: Mr. Boehner. Yes. Uh, Mr. Tomlin. Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Chico Yes. So if six yes. Ordinance carries. Ordinance number is twenty, twenty-three twelve. Okay. Moving on to miscellaneous business. Um, just a note for those of you in TV land who don't know what recuse means. Recuse is abstinence for cause. Mr. Bishop has correctly exercised recusal tonight.
1: Move to uh, adjourn. I have a piece Paul. of miscellaneous business. Yep. I'd like to
2: thank Willow for the beautiful card from St. Peter and Paul. We all got one. Yes. Yep. Um, very good. That was a very nice gesture.
1: We appreciate and uh, that. Lydia Proctor. I was Chase. I don't have a name on mine.
0: No No name on mine either.
1: Yeah.
8: Because I've got an SBA third grader, so. (laughs)
3: Appreciate it all the same.
8: That's right. Yeah.
0: All right, so we have a pending motion to adjourn by Mr. Boehner. Second. Second by Mrs. Kroger. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? We are finished for tonight. uh, Our meeting is adjourned. Everybody have a good night and see you in two weeks.